Are you looking to franchise, start a new business, begin an exit strategy, sell your company, plan your succession, retire, write a book, become a speaker, create a course? Then stay tuned for what's next. My guest today is passionate about supporting women reconnect with their core, their essence, and unmuting themselves. Uh, she says, we are taught from a young age to fit in, not to make waves, dimming our inner fire and voice. And she says, it's high time that that changes. Her purpose is to support her clients in reclaiming their power. My guest's name is Audrey Zander. Audrey, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, before we get into the meat of what we're what I'd like to talk about, let's hear a little bit from the beginning. Where did you grow up and what did you always want to be when you were a kid? I grew up everywhere. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, my parents were expats and I was born in France, moved to Aruba, Israel, U.S., Syria, so many different countries. I'm French-German. Wow. But international upbringing, we moved a lot. I've lived in 10 countries. Did you um, yeah. ever aspire to be anybody or do anything when you were a kid? Um, well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a flight attendant. I wanted to be a dancer. I wanted to be... Yeah, those were the kind of things as a kid. It changed very often. But those were kind of the ones that I would come back to. Not that they stayed on to in, into adulthood, but right. yeah, as a kid, that's what it was. What did you do before what you do okay. now? I worked in corporate for 13 years. I was a marketing exec, I'd say, um, working in communications and sales and marketing and events and everything around marketing in investment banking in the luxury hospitality industry and in the consumer goods industry and did that in many different countries so i continued traveling as an adult and moving countries traveling wasn't enough i would move countries and start afresh resign from my job go to the country i dreamed of and start again 13 years of that you know what what was it that <laughs> why aren't you doing that now ah. <laughs> um Corporate wasn't necessarily my thing. Um, you asked, what did I want to do when I was a child? Yeah. And I think as an adult, that aspired into wanting to be free. My thing was to be free. Go against the grain, go against the current. I could not imagine myself doing school, uni, job, stay in the job, marriage, mortgage, house, kids, all of that. That, that just didn't feel right. And corporate for me was a means to an end to my dreams. And my dreams, my bucket list was living in a certain amount of countries, specific countries. So corporate from the get go, being in an office, being in front of a computer, it just didn't really sit well. But as long as my why was intact, my bucket list, my traveling, it worked for me. Mm -hmm. And I was good at it. I was really good at it. I actually had a very successful career. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't planned. It wasn't what made me feel alive. What made me feel alive was the balance with my personal life. Interesting. Yeah. So what was the trigger that, or, you know, that final straw that said, mm. okay, I'm going to hand in my resignation and I'm going to jump out and do this. 
So I had handed in my resignation numerous times every time I moved to a new country or from the get-go whenever a job didn't, it, it didn't align anymore with who I was or it wasn't fun anymore. I was always out of there. <laughs> I would just resign and, and trust that I would find something else. Um, what was the final straw of leaving corporate completely was the second burnout within two years and two different companies. Okay. So I burned out twice. And what triggered that now in retrospect, what I can say is because my why didn't exist anymore. I had ticked off my bucket list in terms of countries. So my why working in corporate to sustain my, my traveling and my moves was no longer necessary. And so the two last jobs, which were probably the biggest in my career, on my CV at least, I burned out because I wasn't in it anymore for the right reasons. And going into work to work with the corporate values and getting the paycheck at the end wasn't what made me feel alive. It burned me out. Was your bucket list aligned with your life fulfillment? Interesting question. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I thought. My, my value number one was freedom. Freedom. Doing what I wished every morning in the mor when I woke up. Not knowing where I'd be three months later. Mm -hmm. And for all those years, it was amazing. Totally. Mm -hmm. I don't regret a single thing. And what I say now, what I feel now is that I had ticked off that bucket list. I was 35. And now everything is just bonus. Everything that I live now is I don't live in the what if world. Yeah. So it was totally fulfillment. But then when I had ticked it off, that's when the void started. It, it started opening up in front of me and inside of me. It was okay, what now? And my priorities shifted. So I had to do a lot of work, introspection, coaching to figure out, okay, who am I now? What do I want now? What would fulfill me now? Do you have a new bucket list? Yes, of course. <laughs> How does this new bucket list compare to the old bucket list? I call them smaller things, little things. But when I talk about them to friends, they're like, well, no, that's just so because I compared to my former one, which meant shifting my entire life, moving to the other side of the world. I moved to from from Europe to Sydney, Australia, and then to Tahiti and then to Dubai and knowing nobody, having no job, nothing. And that's my comfort zone. That's that I can do that in my sleep. I'm not scared of that. What I'm scared of is, or what I was, I've worked on it now, is staying in one place. I'm scared of routine. And my new bucket list now doesn't have those huge things. Now it's getting my motorcycle license. I, I adopted a dog, which is huge commitment-wise. Yeah. So it's more things like that. It's, it's being in the water every day. It's taking up new sports and, and actually being able to do those things because I'm staying in one place for a longer amount of time. Hmm. So what might be normal life to some i've taken up in my late 30s that's what my my bucket list now is rollerblading it's things like that yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what you're doing now uh, okay tell us a little bit about the, you work with women right mostly yes absolutely passionate about um supporting women so during all of my travels now i know i was also escaping a lot of what was going on internally childhood, adolescent trauma, um, 
not knowing what true happiness meant to me and the whole voice thing. I only started using or understanding my voice when I took up coaching, so about three years ago. Understanding that I had been muted, so many women are muted through society, through education, what we saw our parents do, our mothers do. Um, and we don't really have that power or know to use it in terms of setting boundaries, in terms of setting, um, speaking up. Women sacrifice a lot very often. I'm not saying men don't, but I know what I've experienced. Um, and so I, I'm a coach. I left corporate and um, started training to become a, a life coach, whatever you want to call it. I, I focus on the mindset and indeed in giving women the confidence and the fire and the desire and hope to believe that there's more for them out there. When, when they're feeling an emptiness inside and they feel like they don't recognize themselves anymore and everything's overwhelming, it's going from the should life to the want life. Instead of living in, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, or I shouldn't, or it's taking a breath again. Somebody compared it yesterday when I was explaining it to somebody yesterday. It's like, oh, it's like a spa deep dive into oneself. <laughs> it's nurturing, it's caring, it's, it's reconnecting with who we are and actually believing that that life and that is really possible. So it's going from a should life to a want life and doing that guilt-free. What was the hardest thing mm. in letting go of the corporate life and taking up this new bucket list? Finance. <laughs> Finances. <laughs> money. Darn Knowing that. Where, yeah. Darn that money. <laughs> Darn, and that again, we, we have stories. Everybody has their own money stories that are that, that stem from childhood. What how did our parents deal with money? Do they talk about it, not talk about it? Were they in an abundance mindset or, or more in a scared? So worked on that, but that was the hardest part. Letting go of a very cushy, comfy life, knowing that at the end of the month, the money would come in and also knowing, okay, my job was officially mon Monday to Friday, nine to five, which it wasn't, but knowing that that was the structure. Mm -hmm. And interestingly for me, it was like, yes, freedom everything i aspired to be i'm free i'm free of nine to five i'm free of all of that it actually i lost completely i lost my bearings and it took me a while in this whole entrepreneur journey to find my new setup my new structure my new balance because it's a bit like letting loose a child who had boundaries and all of a sudden like go play yeah. this is your amusement park and just go wild go crazy right and after a while you just deflate like hold on I don't even know what my bearings are anymore my boundaries my values so I had to relearn everything and set that up for myself so the money thing and then afterwards it was okay who am I when I'm not corporate so redefining my entire identity what do you love the most about what you do now so I coached two women this morning uh -huh. and the shift they were short sessions, they were half hour sessions. The shift, the magic, giving somebody that hope and magic and belief in themselves again, remembering who they are, witnessing that. Yeah. Priceless. Yeah. Wow. Seeing somebody come into their power is just incredible. Audrey Zander 
A-U-D-R-E-Y-Z-A-N-D-E-R.com. A-U-D-R-E-Y-Z-A-N-D-E-R.com. If you're listening to this and you're living in a world of shoulds, chained to whatever you're chained to, and you're looking for freedom, there is your answer. So, Audrey, I have one more question. Yeah. Someone's listening to this right now, and they're in the corporate world. Mm. Void is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and they want to make that shift, but they haven't had the courage. What advice would you give that person? As you say that, I, I can... I'm going back into how it felt for me. <laughs> I can sense that again. Dream. Envision. What would life afterward look like? And don't imagine the worst that could happen and all the fears, but what's the best? Really guide yourself through. Just like with any project in life, building a house, starting a new project at work. What is the vision? What is the objective? Which can change, but you have to start somewhere. So where, where, how would that dream look like post after corporate and then do the reverse engineering what are the steps to get there mm-hmm. so make it tangible make it small so that it doesn't feel so humongous and scary because you don't know where you're heading so start visualizing it visioning it and what would the impact be on your life if you actually did it what's the best that could happen good good yeah. great great advice audrey it's been a joy to hear your story Thank you so much for thanks, Scott. AudreyZander.com. I don't know what else to say. You you <laughs> have a great story. Thank you. Then let's just tell the dreamers to keep dreaming because it's so worth it. It's so worth it. This has been another episode of What's Next, the podcast for powerful people who have an eye on the horizon. It's a podcast about real people making significant moves in their lives. My name is Scott Kokenauer. I'm so glad that you've taken time out to tune in. I'll see you on the next valuable interview.